You don't think about sexual health until it's too late. It's uh, often something that you take for granted. And you don't get tested or you, you wake up after a night of, uh, of unprotected sex and you're just like, cool, whatever. Um, it's, it's actually scary how many of us don't think about it. So November is Sexual Health Awareness Month and I have realized that we are knowledgeable when it comes to HIV, but not so knowledgeable when it comes to STIs. So I took the time to document the whole process that is involved in an STI, STI testing. So the steps, um, the costs, and just generally the whole process of doing an STI test. And I did this because I realized that a lot of my peers, even my friends, are not so knowledgeable about STIs. So we don't necessarily know about the costs. Um, and also we don't necessarily pay attention to the symptoms that we encounter. My name is Gia and this is hashtag better to know. We are TaxFM 107.2. So in order for me to document this STI testing, I had to find somebody that would physically undergo all the necessary steps that involve STI testing. So meet Mike, a young man from Pretoria who has been sexually active for most of his adult life. So Mike, what are we doing? Okay, Kia. So um, what we're going to do is I'm physically going to go and get tested. Uh, for a myriad of uh, of STIs, um, pretty much every single STI <laughs> that 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 is known to man, um, I'm going to physically go to a doctor in Pretoria, in Hatfield, actually, and I'm going to draw blood, and I'm going to um, get tested, and I'm going to document the whole process, and then we're going to open the results of that test here in studio, and you and I are going to go through it together, and uh, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be able to chat to a doctor as well about all of the implications and well, all, all of the all of the things that I need to look out for. Um, but ultimately, what we're doing is we're getting tested for STDs. And uh, why exactly are we doing this? So for me, I share your sentiment in the sense that none of my friends, or a very few. A very small portion of my friends have actually gone and gotten tested for 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 STDs and STIs, and and that to me, especially considering how sexually active we are in Pretoria, uh, is and and this is something that we need to admit. We are very sexually active for 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 young people, and uh, I think that uh, that this is something that we we need to address and we need to start testing. So for me to say, yeah, 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 no, we must go out and get tested and not do anything about it is, is I think, a bit false. So I'm physically going to go, as I said, and I'm physically going to get tested because I think if I haven't done it, then I can't judge somebody who hasn't either kind of thing. So take me through the process. What exactly is it that we are going to hear? Okay, so you're going to hear a lot of voice notes of me just recording notes uh, that, I've, that I'm sending to you um, or to my family or whatever it is of me documenting the whole process from, from day one, literally, when I walked from the University of Pretoria main campus all the way down to, uh, to, 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 to Hatmed. Um, and when I had my first consultation um, in, in, the, in, in, you know, in, in the doctor's rooms. Uh, so you're going to hear all sorts of, of, of very interesting, um, interesting little uh, emotions that are coming through. <laughs> there are a couple of voice notes that were a lot more difficult to record than I thought they were going to be. Um, because I thought that this process was going to be easy. I thought that it was going to be very easy for me to, uh, you know, just walk in, get my finger pricked and, uh, and, 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 and leave with results. And it's not like that at all. That being said, I'm extremely glad that we've documented this process because it, if, if we can help at least just, you know, if we can help one person go through this process, then I think we've, we've, we've done what we've, what we set out to do here.
Talking about the issues that affect you. This is a hot topic on Tax FM. Hey, what's up, Kia? Um, okay, let's get this whole thing started. Um, I'm leaving the office now to go and do this thing. Let's uh, let's get uh, let's get tested, yo. Hashtag better to know, son. So, how are you feeling at this point? Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful morning in Pretoria. It's a little bit warmer than it was yesterday because it was a bit cold uh, yesterday, I'm sure you remember. Um, okay, cool. So I'm now walking from um, the main campus of the University of Pretoria uh, to Hackney. Um I'm feeling pretty good about what we're about to do. I'm feeling pretty excited. Um, I'm also interested to see what happens in the consultation vibes. Um, whether the doctor like sits down and consults me and, and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what she says because I've got a whole bunch of questions that I want to ask. Um, so yeah, so, so I'm on my way to Hatmed right now uh, to go and get, uh, yeah, to go and get my first little consultation. And then I presume we'll, we'll do a test sort of vibe from there. Okay, um, all right, so I just finished my consultation. Um, now, it's uh, <laughs> it's getting a bit real, I'm not gonna lie. So now I'm walking, I'm in the same, I'm literally in the same Hatman building. I'm all walking to a, um, to, to, to the lab, which is over the road from, from Hatman. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's quite an easy walk. You can actually see the lab from, from the doctor's offices. So I'm walking to that now. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go and draw blood now. Um, I'm feeling a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this is, this became very, real very quickly um, <laughs> but but yeah so let's let's see how this goes uh, they're gonna take a two as far as I understand it, they're just gonna take a, 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 a really small amount of blood it's two vials as far as I know um, and then we'll take it from there so let's see let's see how that goes so how was the consultation for you the consultation was when it actually started to get real to be honest the um, the the doctor that I had, Dr. Dobot, was extremely gentle um, in her consultation. She was very, very realistic as well. At no point did I feel judged. At no point did I feel as though I needed to lie about my about my sexual history. Uh, she was very, very to the point on some questions. She was very vigorous in terms of some questions. Um, but but I left the whole process feeling feeling okay. I had a million and one questions at that stage though. But I thought to speed the whole process up, I wasn't going to ask them then which I kind of regret. I should have used that time to, to, to talk to her directly because later on, those questions that I had just snowballed into what if, what if, what if, what if. So what was the, the blood testing process like? Okay, so in this next clip, you're going to hear me talk about uh, the actual blood the, 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 the taking of the blood, which was actually super chilled. That wasn't painful. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And, and, the, and the young lady who I, who I had taking blood from me was, was super chilled as well. So that, that put me at ease. All right. Um, I just gave blood. Uh, well, they just drew blood from me. Um, I'm now walking back to campus. Um, that was, yeah, that, uh, that was a very bizarre experience. It wasn't lacquer. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, when they took blood, it's, it, it, there's no pain involved, really. Um, they just take like it, it's if you've ever given blood before, like it it, it feels very similar to that. Um, so it's just basically one needle in your arm, and then uh, they take two vials of blood, and then and then you're pretty much done. But what is beginning to worry me is like this is now, you know, I've, I've done this thing now, like I've gotten tested, and I'm concerned that maybe I haven't been as uh, as safe as I could have been, um, which is now concerning to me. Wow, Mike. This is actually getting very serious. Yeah, you're gonna hear my, you're gonna hear how serious it gets in the next clip. Uh, okay, um, hi Kia. 
it's uh, 2.43 uh, in the morning. I cannot sleep at all. Um, we, yeah, earlier today, well, earlier yesterday, um, I went and, uh, and gave blood um, and we'll get the results uh, later on today. But I am freaking out. Like I've, 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 I slept a little bit at the beginning of the night. But like, I'm, I'm dead. I'm so dead now. Like, because I've just gone through all of these emotions, and I've, and, and I've started looking, thinking back to all of the, all of the, all of the times that I've, you know, had sex, whether I used, you know, protection or not. Like, and I've, I've just hyper analyzed everything. I've got so many questions now. Like, it, it just come, came out of nowhere. Um. So yeah. I'm going to, I think I want to interview uh, Dr. Delport because there's so many questions that I want to talk about um, and I'm just not having a nice time now. So, yeah. So, Mike, why did you decide to do this interview with this doctor? Okay, so for two reasons. The first is because the moment that I walked into the doctor's room to get tested, I was just flooded with 101 different questions about the people around me, the people who are sexually active in Pretoria, about monogamy, about condom use. There were just so many things that I wanted to ask that uh, that, that I couldn't in the consultation because we just didn't have time. So I invited the doctor that, that tested me, um, Dr. Delport, to come through and to explain a couple of the concepts that I was super concerned about. Um, and the second reason is because I'm, I'm going to document this whole process and I'm going to show you certain processes along the way but i am no legal expert and i'm certainly no medical expert either um so so it's a it's a it's it's just a lot easier to hear from somebody who's who's got a proper degree in this in this kind of thing so you'll hear an interview where i'm asking a doctor questions that i think are relevant to young people in pretoria this is the hot topic on tax fm 107.2 uh, with me at the moment in studio is dr dalport uh, she works at hatman she graduated from the university of pretoria in 2013 um, and then went on to do a diploma in hiv uh, so i think if anybody in pretoria is uh, is, is qualified to talk about uh, stds it's it's, it's dr dalport <laughs> <laughs> okay so um all right let's just quickly describe what uh, what we've done and what has happened. So I came to see you last week um, on Tuesday and uh, we drew blood. Well, uh, you didn't draw blood, but you did a little bit of a counseling session with me. Um, and then I went off to a, um, off to a lab and, that, uh, and that's where I drew blood and, um, and, and, and I've done this STD test. Um, okay, so first things first, let's talk about uh, STDs in Pretoria and let's talk about STDs amongst young people. Why is it so important to get tested for, 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 for an STD? So starting off, I'd say STD, so just so everyone gets an idea of what the word actually means, because STD is starting to be replaced by STI, uh, which is sexually transmitted infection, as many of the diseases can actually be asymptomatic, so we'd rather speak of infection, okay. and it's an infection that can spread to any sexual activity. This is from skin-to-skin -skin contact, Oral, like kissing, anal, penetration, sharing sex toys, all of that. Um, and I'd say it's quite common to test for STDs amongst young people. We do see a lot of students coming in and requesting STD screens. Some coming in with a partner, some coming in alone, um, some coming in with symptoms already. And it is important to know your status because it ultimately improves your health by allowing for good healthcare planning. It means taking responsibility for your health, taking responsibility for your relationships 
relationship. Um, and getting tested is the only way of stopping the spread of STDs. Okay. Um, am I right in saying that there are some STDs that don't show symptoms? Yes. So, so hypothetically speaking, I have one night stand with somebody and I end up in a, in, in a situation where I, uh, where I don't know that I've got an STD. Is that sort of one of the main reasons why it's so important as well. Yes, definitely. So a lot of your infections can lie dormant for years to months before exhibiting symptoms or being diagnosed. Um, and it's definitely important to test even though you've got no symptoms. And if you test positive to treat your partner, even though he doesn't have any symptoms, or if you come in and you have symptoms and you test and you test positive to treat your partner as well, even if he has no, no symptoms, because some of your most harmful STIs um, can actually cause the biggest problems like HPV, which um, if you don't come for regular pap smears and screenings, you will, won't pick it up and it can ultimately lead to cervical cancer. Okay, so there's... Is it, is, it, is it safe to say that there are certain diseases that would affect women differently to men? Or... or it doesn't matter who you are, you should, know, you, you, you should know what's happening. Yeah, no matter who you are, you should come in and test. Um, you, we do see a lot more females being infected with STIs, and I don't know whether that is necessarily based on anatomy alone, having a larger surface area. They're more um, vulnerable to STDs and HIV. The majority, for example, in our country, with regards to HIV, um, more than half of the people um, infected are actually women. Yeah. So so just their anatomy alone makes them more vulnerable, but females tend to consult more frequently than yeah, men as yeah. well. So I think women are, are naturally more cautious than men are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So so the test that I've done, the test that you have uh, have have put me through, um, for uh, what what does that entail? What what have I basically tested for? Okay. So when it comes to STI testing, you've got a urine STI screen and you've got a blood STI screen. So we did for you the blood STI screen. Okay. Because um, you were asymptomatic. Symptomatic. And um, what, what does that mean? What so you had no symptoms. Right, okay. You didn't come in complaining of, um, and the symptoms people would complain about is a genital discharge, burning urine, itching, swollen glands around the groin, um, pain during intercourse, lower abdominal pain, scrotal tenderness, scrotal pains and swelling, sores or ulcers on the genitalia, both painful and painless as well. Um, so you, you had no symptoms. So we did, we did a blood test for you and the blood uh, STI screen looks at chlamydia because chlamydia is a, quite a silent infection you won't always show symptoms so if just because you don't have a discharge doesn't mean you can't test positive for, for it as well so it's better to do it in the blood then versus the urine so if someone has a discharge actually that's when we'll send away the urine because they actually have a symptom um, with regards to that and then we look at syphilis as well herpes simplex which is a bit a difficult one because you test for herpes simplex 1 and herpes simplex 2 and the majority of people think that herpes simplex 1 is the one that you get on the face on your lips those vesicles cold sores that we get on the tongue wow. your nose and then herpes 2 is more known as your genital herpes but it can there is a small group of people that actually have herpes 1 on their genitalia as well okay. um, and can get oral herpes 2 so okay. um, it's not so straightforward and then hepatitis B and then HIV okay cool yeah. um, all right so, so all of that all, all of that can be can be very easily tested in, in, in your blood 
Yes. Okay, cool. Um, all right. I, I have to say, when they drew blood, it, um, it wasn't as bad as I was, as, I was expecting it to be. It's, it's two vials that they take, and they, and they actually really don't take a lot. It, the, 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 the issue is the, is the initial needle prick, though. <laughs> um, okay, so, so let's just talk about uh, the, 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 the sexual culture that we have in South Africa, because we're very quick to talk about sex in South Africa. And we talk about HIV quite often, and we talk about uh, um, you know, uh, sexual awareness and sexual um, health, uh, but we don't often talk about see, being sexually aware of your uh, of your health um, and this is one one of the main reasons why we're doing this again I ask it why is it important for an 18 year old who's sexually active in Pretoria to know what's happening in their lives it's like I said if you know your status you can improve your health by allowing for good healthcare planning it means taking responsibility for for your health your own health and then for your relationship with your partner right um, as STIs compromise your general health greatly they can lead to chronic lifelong illnesses yeah uh, so it definitely uh, is important to okay, know so, your status so what happens if I'm an 18 year old who is in a monogamous relationship and have been for years with the same person but, but neither of us have never been tested. Why is it important for me or both of us to, 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 to get tested there? Um, so, yes, monogamy does reduce your risk of contracting STIs and HIV, but we tend to think of a committed relationship and thus monogamous sex as safe sex. Um, and this is when condom use decreases. The problem lies with serial monogamy when you go from one shorter monogamous relationship to the next and in effect resulting in multiple partners. But each time you find yourself in a sexual safe environment where you forego condom use. So ultimately sex in a single um, lifelong mutually monogamous relationship with an uninfected partner would be the safer situation. But you need to get tested. Um, previous relationships, you know, people can um, have infections that lie dormant for months to years before they exhibit symptoms or actually get diagnosed. Okay, cool. Just in terms of the, 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 the common things that you must look out for, because I, I, I don't want anybody to panic, um, but, but accidents do happen and you, you, you do have those one night stands that you, that you wake up the next morning regretting. Um, what, what should you look out for? Uh, are there immediate symptoms that you can look out for? Should you rush to the doctor immediately and get tested immediately or get uh, you know, antiretrovirals immediately? What, what is the, what, what, how, how do you do panic planning after something has happened? Okay, so we do see a lot of people coming in with having unprotected intercourse or where the condom actually broke. So if they can come to a doctor within 72 hours, ideally as quick as you can so that you can get post-exposure prophylaxis, which consists of... Um, ARVs that you take for a month. We do a quick rapid HIV test just to see your status at that stage so that we can give you um, the post-exposure HIV medication for a month that you'll take and do some other blood tests, kidney functions, etc. Um, and as well give antiprofloct prophylactic antibiotics for STDs. Okay. Yeah, and it, it varies from men to females, from pregnant females to non-pregnant female. So it is important to consult um, within 72 hours. Okay. Um, hypothetically speaking, the accident has already happened and I haven't been able to come through in 72 hours um, and I don't have cash to go and do um, an STD test, um, but I do have uh, enough money to come and see a doctor. Is that the next best thing? Yeah, I would definitely suggest coming to see a doctor because in a doctor's office, you can go through history. They can get a good history from you. They can do a proper clinical examination. There's some in-room, um, in-consultation room tests that we can do. A rapid HIV test is 40 rand that we can also do. And 
urine tests we can do and then just discuss and counseling because um, there's a difference between safe sex and responsible sex. Safe yeah. sex, I would say everyone knows that's when you use a condom. Responsible sex is when you take ownership. You come to a doctor, you get counseling, you bring your partner with, you educate yourself with regards to that. Um, you're aware of the symptoms, but you're also aware that you can be asymptomatic and still be infected. Yeah. Yeah. So, so physical examination and then, uh, and then take it from there. Yes. And what kind of counseling? So, okay. So I was, I was fairly lucky in the sense that I, um, I got counseling from you and I got counseling from other people and I got counseling, but, but, um, but, but sometimes there will be, sometimes you'll be in a situation where you don't know what to expect. What kind of counseling can you, ex can you expect before you do a test like this? So the counseling general is just to find out as well, why are you testing? What are your fears? Like, did something happen? Um, just get a bit of a background story as to why people are testing and why they think they should be testing. Some people have very different ideas. They just heard something somewhere and they came, come to test, but they've never been sexually active. They've never. Um, so just going through why they want to be taken tested and the background story, um, finding about, out about any symptoms that they have and what they understand about each STI, um, what their understanding is with regards to that and what their understanding of intercourse is as well. Various people see certain types of sex not as sex, so they feel they don't have a risk. Um, and then just going through the test and, you know, hearing or counseling them, what would it mean if the test is positive? What would it mean if the test is negative? What does a window period mean when we test, especially for HIV? Um, and what the treatment entails as well, counseling them on how to break the news to a partner if they do test positive, bringing that partner in, getting them treated, um, and then just future sexual health in general. Cool. All right, I think that's, uh, that's, that's covered all of the, 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 the questions that I would want to ask. Every Wednesday, we talk about your issues. This is the Hot Topic on Tux FM. So earlier on, we spoke about the process, um, you know, the whole process of you taking the STI test. Would you um, let me know about the costs and the... Okay, so, so at this stage, I had spent about let's call it about uh, about 400 rand on, on doctors consultations uh, because you need to book an, uh, an appointment and this is where a lot of people get confused you don't have to do the test that I did um, because the test that I did it tests for everything but like really uh, there are there, there are many 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 different things that they're testing for um, and when I read the results I'll show you when I read the results, I'll show you exactly what those tests were. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so so at this stage, I'd spent about 400 rand on doctors', doctors consultations, um, and then the test itself costs uh, costs about 1,700 rand. But again, I say that you don't have to do that test. There are many, many other options that you can go for. Um, you heard Dr. Delport talking about uh, doing a, a a straight up doctors' consultation. That's probably your best bet, which costs about 400 bucks, and, and she can give you a lot more of a better understanding or the doctor can give you a lot more of a better understanding when you go for that test. So at this point, I think it's time we reveal the results. My community, my Tux FM. Tux FM has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that's fair, and programming that is not harmful to children, does not amount to hate speech or the description of gratuitous violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission 
of South Africa, P.O. Box 412365, Craig Hall 2024. That's the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa, P.O. Box 412365, Craig Hall 2024. Or send a fax to 011-325-5736 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za. For more information, please visit www.bccsa.co.za. Yeah, why did I do? Why did I agree to do this on air? Like, this is a very, very silly thing that I have that I've done here. Um, okay, no. So, uh, so just to describe my day to you this morning, I got a phone call from uh, Doctor Delport to say that I've got that my results are not ready, and then I can go and fetch them. Um, and she said, should I read them? And I said, read them. Uh, but don't tell me the results because I wanted to read them here. So, okay. so if at a, if at a later stage, um, I need to to get consultation. I can go back to her at this stage, but I I, I wanted to to read it here, um, which was a dumb idea. But I'm just like <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking. So you've never opened this paper? No, so I haven't. I haven't gone through it uh, except I do understand what it's going to say um, because Doctor Dolport did explain to me exactly what I'm looking for and and how it's going to. Uh, how it's going to come across. I'm freaking out on your behalf. Okay, so um, remember, we're <laughs> testing for uh, HPV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, herpes, and HIV and AIDS. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of other tests that they that they do that they don't include on the uh, on the results because they're really really small. And okay, uh, okay, so for chlamydia, um, I am negative. Why why am I doing this? I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm physically shaking. Um, all right, so for uh, TP antibodies, which I presume ties in with. Uh, uh, with gonorrhea and with syphilis, um, I'm negative on both scores there. Then with herpes simplex, um, I am negative for that. Okay, which is good. I'll be honest with you. That was the only one that I was really worried about because like herpes, Why? because it's so common. Well, it's it's one yes. of the more common ones. Mm. Um, and and that was and 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 I know that I've got a specific kind of herpes. Um, that 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 you know. Yeah, like the mouth. The mouth thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is yeah. So so there's that. Um, all right, hepatitis. I'm negative for that. And then for human immune deficiency virus markers, I'm non-reactive, which by my understanding means that I am negative. Negative. So, according to this report, and it's final, you it's, are it says final <laughs> report. Um, I am completely Negative. free of 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 STIs. That's impressive. <sighs> <laughs> so I wanted that to is, ask you that. that uh, sorry, just give me a second because that is that is crazy. That that was the worst two days of my life. Worst best. Worst best. best. Yeah, yeah. Worst best. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted I wanted to ask you from this point on. Well, what's next is I'm going to continue to use condoms and I'm going to continue to be clever about the way in which I, I do things. Um, and I think also from this point on, the one thing that I've learned is from the get-go, just be honest with yourself and be honest with, with, with the people around you. And if, because apart from anything else, if you, are, if you don't know your status, then you're putting somebody else at risk. Sure. Um, and it can be something as small as chlamydia or it can be something as big as HIV. Like you've got to really, really, really focus on, on, on what, you're, what you're doing to other people. Um, but that being said, if we, if we're asking the question, is it better to know? It is a hundred percent better to know. Like it's a thousand percent better to know. I feel as though a rock has been lifted off of my chest. Really. Tax FM 107.2. It's about now. Having gone through Michael's journey of STI testing, I have realized that in as much as I am educated and knowledgeable, I may have been quite ignorant, especially when it comes to STIs. I mean, I have been under the impression that as long as I am in a committed relationship, then I am protected. 
However, after this, I have been challenged to not just know about my sexual health, but to actively take care of my sexual health because it is always better to know than to assume. And we may know about sexual health, but do we really know? Hashtag better to know.